Hello and welcome to the One Fit Woman podcast. I am your coach Aileen and today is episode number 10. Today I'm going to be talking to you about diet and mindset. It is an absolute truth that calories in versus calories out will determine whether or not you will lose weight. There is no getting around that. No matter what diet you do, energy balance is always the reason you will or will not lose weight or body fat. Every single diet in one way or another, at the end of the day, puts you in a negative energy balance by reducing calories. Often this will be, um, uh, diets will remove carbohydrates or fats. These are the most popular ones. As with all macronutrients, carbohydrates and fats contain energy or calories. Removing them from your diet can lead to consuming fewer calories and reducing your energy in. Intermittent fasting, skipping breakfast or not eating after 6pm can all also reduce your calorie intake and put you in a negative energy balance and you will lose weight. What most fad diets have in common is an element of great restriction which most people connect with. We have been led over many years to believe that this is the only way to diet and lose weight. This mindset is often one that has been built over years of misinformation, sales-driven diets made by people and companies looking to maximize profit with a well-thought, easy enough and interesting enough, in theory, idea to get your ears spiked up and for you to buy in. This is relentless and these ads are everywhere. So when a coach comes along, like me, and says, you don't need to change rest- change everything or restrict anything, you can improve your current diet without cutting out carbs, super low calories, or food you don't even like doing. It is understandable that this makes you apprehensive because no element of restriction what do I need to stop? What do I need to change? And this mindset is something that has just been ingrained into us, as I've mentioned, through years and years of advertising and marketing, whether or not we have noticed, realised that that is happening or not. Um, These have been repetitive and reinforced for such a long time that it's difficult for us to think of perhaps going into a diet or improving our health or losing weight without being restrictive in some way. And this is quite off-putting for a lot of people. It sets our mindset off in a way that we already feel that it's going to be very, very difficult before we even start. And it honestly does not have to be like that. All of these things, um, reducing macronutrients, cutting out macronutrients, things being restrictive, things being difficult, no sugar, all of these things. It's just simply not true. You do not need to cut and restrict many things to get an amazing result. So obviously we know now that calories in versus calories out is how we will reduce our energy intake and lose weight. So The challenge is our mindset towards this because it's not just a case of eating less and moving more. Although it is in theory, 
our mindset plays a massive role in how we will do that. So how you think and feel and your attitude is a crucial component in dieting. Firstly, let's start here. Dieting should improve how you feel, your energy, your sleep, your performance, how you do your daily tasks. You should feel good when you are improving your health. If you're overweight and you need to lose weight to benefit your health, when you're more active, when you're moving more, these things should make you, your body feel good, your mind feel good. And if you're not getting these benefits, then something that's something that you need to take a look at. What you're doing, why you're doing it, and what needs to change. Weight loss is certainly not only about the math. There are other connections to our emotions, lifelong habits, and deeply ingrained behaviours. Yes, we know energy in, energy out. Eat less, move more. But it's not that simple. Setting yourself up with a plan is the first step. Your eating habits will probably need to change. Often, we will talk ourselves out of it before we've even started. But I don't like change. I can't live like this or I, I can't eat that. And we think of everything as being restrictive or how it has to be forever. So as I've said previously, when a coach like me comes along and says you don't need to change anything, you don't need to restrict everything, that can seem a little bit of a challenge to understand. So how can we break this all or nothing black and white thinking? First of all, um, I'll just read through a few things. Um, don't restrict anything. Trust yourself. Trust your instinct. If something feels like it's going to be restrictive and you find yourself saying, yeah, I'm not going to eat bread, rice and pasta for the next uh, three months, but it's going to be worth it in the end. Firstly, you're not going to go three months without eating bread, rice and pasta. So that's where you need to listen to your instinct and trust yourself because people need carbohydrates to live a healthy life. And if that's something that you're regularly consuming now, which most people are, then stopping that is not going to lead to what I mentioned previously about the feeling that you should get when you're improving your diet and your health. You should feel good. You should have energy. Um, and reducing those might not make you feel good. It might make you feel unhappy and it will certainly be very restrictive. Use your logical mind. Um, and obviously that goes back to, oh, I'm going to do this diet and I'm going to cut this out and this out. I'm not going to, I'm only going to eat 400 calories on two days of the week. Um, maybe that's something that might actually work for you, but for, for most people, it's probably not going to work because perhaps you've got, um, you want to enjoy a social life. You have a family and your kids are like, mum, why, why are you not eating? <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, I'm on one of my days where I only have 400 calories, so my food is gone for the day. You know, this is not gonna have long-term, um, it's not gonna be able to be sustainable long-term. So we need to use our logical mind as well when we're coming to dieting and not just think, oh yeah, so-and-so did this or I read this, I think this is gonna, I'm gonna try this because it's gonna be really fast for me to get a result. And then we start doing it and realize that it's really difficult or incredibly miserable and it doesn't, fit into our current lifestyle in a sustainable way. At some point, you will want to eat whatever it is that you've restricted. 
and this will simply not work. It has to be sustainable to create consistency, to do it long enough to get results. But also you have to do it long enough to build new habits and new behaviours. So however we currently consume food and perhaps exercise and so on and so forth, it may have changed as we have gotten older. But if we look back, it may also be habits related to, um, you know, when we were growing up and what we did when we went to perhaps our grandparents' house or what, how our parents fed us. I mean, as an example, um, for me, my mum, <laughs> she didn't do like seconds and I always used to go, it's so-and-so's house, they always have seconds and you can go back up. And my mum would always say, well, if you want seconds, it's fine, darling, but just like make it. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend three hours making a roast dinner. Like You should have made extra. But she rarely did that. She just made enough so that we all had dinner. And if we wanted more, there was an option to have it. And I think that that is how I have sort of gone on. I've definitely carried that through with me. Um, never sort of having the sort of family where we would overconsume food and go back for seconds and have massive feasts all the time. Um, Sorry, I've gone a little bit on a, a tangent there, gone off track. So just thinking about the long-term habits that we've had that we've been building up over many years um, and obviously things that might have changed in our, our adult life and we may have been an adult for many, many years. And so these things are going to take time for us to um, shift and adjust certain eating habits and behaviours. Shifting and adjusting certain eating habits and behaviours does not mean and do not take this as changing everything and being completely restrictive. We can still eat all of the foods and things that we enjoy, but we just need to make sure that we're also eating some of the other foods that we might not know that we enjoy yet, more veggies, proteins, and so on. If you want to create a lasting impact, then you also need to think about some of these things. Stress. So this is often a trigger, as they say, um, our emotions get fired up and we turn to food. So that comfort eating or that reward of, oh, I've had such a busy day at work and I'm finally home and I've worked really hard and I'm going to reward myself with food or so-and-so was such a, I don't know what word to use, was really out of order to me at work today or a friend was out of order to me and they were rude and I feel upset by that and I'm going to eat to make myself not feel upset anymore. Um, so we want to try to treat or comfort ourselves with perhaps things that are non-food related. And you might think straight away, yeah, well, it's not going to be eating a cream cake or a donut or whatever it is that we comfort, over-consume and comfort eat on. But just to give a thought to it when it comes up, when you get triggered by something, you know, could you listen to music, like a song that you really like, um, could you take a moment to breathe? Could you read a book? Um, get out for a walk, phone or talk to a friend or family member. You know, just trying to replace that urge to overconsume because you're upset or you feel that you need to treat yourself with something that's non-food related. And do remember, it is okay to eat a donut, okay, or a cookie or crisps or whatever it is. But we do need to recognise whether or not we're doing it regularly to make ourselves feel good. There's a difference. You know, some people will just be, I don't know, on, on 
wherever it is, they'll go and buy a donut and eat it, and then that's it, it's done, like it's put behind them. Their next meal will be something that perhaps is more in line with their goals, or perhaps they don't have goals anymore, they're already past that stage where they're just eating health, balanced diet. Um, and you just need to recognize if you're, you have good intentions and then something upsets you and then you turn to food. Um, just thinking about the reasons behind that and trying to question or, or challenge ourselves. You know, what, what triggered this? Uh, okay, someone was rude to me and this made me feel hurt, not worthy, upset, whatever it may be, whatever situation it may be. And we might now be talking to ourselves in a really negative way. And obviously this all just adds to the feeling of that stress that we've built up. And we do need to try to, you know, look at those ways to comfort ourselves that are non-food related. But also we can think about keeping our thoughts positive. You know, no one has the right to tell you how to feel or to change the way that you feel. So... If you feel that you're, and that's where we can, sorry, I just don't, don't want to skip past that too quickly. So no one has the right to tell you how to feel or to change the way that you feel, but sometimes that happens. And I think that it's important for us to recognize when thoughts are coming into our mind and trying to say, whoa, hang on a minute, like recognizing them, don't go into the story of them, you know. Very often things come into your mind, be like, oh, you're never going to do this, oh, this always happens to you, oh yeah, because, uh, you know, whatever it might be, you're overweight, you're not very good at what you do. And you need to stop and see those thoughts coming in and not go into them, but fire something back there, you know, writing uh, an affirmation or just saying that I don't believe this is true, you know, I'm good at what I do, I always stand up for myself um, so that I can lead a healthy, happy life. Just saying things like, I, you know, I'm smart, I'm successful, I'm loved, I have a family, all of these things just to try and turn it around because this negative self-talk really um, adds to that feeling of wanting to comfort eat if that is something that you do. If you are regularly comfort eating, you should try to do some of these things. Eat meals at regular times. Plan your meals for the day or the week ahead. Do not restrict anything and practice positive self-talk with daily affirmations. You know... Oh, I've written something here. I always do what is best for me to be healthy and happy. I'm love successful and in control. So whatever it is for you, we can write that down. Oh, my little thing has gone off. Let me open that. Okay, we're back. So self-belief. You have to believe that you can actually make a difference and impact your health in a positive way. Most of us will have had moments when we believe this, but may have been short-lived usually because it will have been overshadowed by a need to be at our goal now. Unrealistic expectations can be, which is usually what leads to the feeling of not believing that we can do something because it hasn't happened quickly enough. Um, and this is fed by years of misinformation, cleverly marketed directly to you in or out of your knowledge. Here are some of the things that will make a positive impact. Um, 30 minutes of resistance training, three times a week, going for a daily walk, consuming more veggies and proteins in your meal. In your meals, sorry. So 
you can get amazing results making small changes like some of the ones I've just mentioned over time. So time is the key element here. It doesn't have to be something crazy restrictive that you can't stick to because you want it fast. That's probably not going to work and you'll be looking for the next thing that you can do for a short amount of time that's not going to work. How about we make small changes over time and get amazing results? You know, in the past, I've not in the past, but often, you know, you have people that want to work with you and very often they have a, a goal in mind of what they want to achieve and they kind of say it to you as if um, I want to lose, as example, I want to lose 10 kilos in the next six weeks and that's their goal because they're going somewhere or they're seeing someone or they have something happening in six weeks and they've now decided that this is what they want and this is how quickly they want it to happen in the, the time frame they want it to happen and it just, you know, doesn't work like that. It, you know, weight loss isn't the sort of thing you can go to a coach. You can go with a goal and say, look, I used to be around this kind of weight and now I'm 20 kgs heavier. Like, can, can you help me lose that? But going in saying, I want to lose this amount in this period of time um, usually isn't the right approach. What has happened with, um, in particular, this person that I'm, I'm referring to, although it's never just one person that has this thought process, is that they then end up feeling really disappointed because 10 kg in six weeks for most people isn't something that's realistic. Um, and they've been left feeling disappointed. And guess what? It's made the whole process miserable. Even though the scale was trending downwards over time, they were getting an amazing result, but it wasn't the unrealistic <laughs> result that they wanted it just wasn't something that was possible for them but they were still getting an amazing result but their mindset was stuck on this fast goal that they had set for themselves that wasn't realistic instead of saying I want to improve my health I want to lose weight and I want to do it in the next this time next year I want to be you know at my goal which is a realistic sustainable option they wanted it in six weeks or we all or not we all but many 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 people want it in four weeks six weeks ten weeks you can make an amazing start and some people might get to their goal in six eight ten weeks but some people for the majority won't and the reason that they won't is because they need to find something that is sustainable over time okay and when you find something that's sustainable over time you will get a steady result over time. And it won't be something that necessarily is incredibly, I don't want to say fast, because I don't believe that weight loss is fast and I don't believe that weight loss is slow. I believe that weight loss just takes time. It's a completely individual thing. And it's not necessarily individual on your, your specific body, but also a large element is your specific lifestyle no one has your life no one has your family your kids your habits your behaviors your timings no one has that and those all, all of those things are crucial elements of weight loss because you have to be able to sustain something that will fit into your lifestyle so that you can still live a healthy and happy life during this process 
okay and if you're going to restrict and cut everything out it's not going to be a healthy and happy process it's probably going to be incredibly miserable and you will end up stopping doing it because you are not happy so um, if you lose a pound of body fat a week for one year at the end of the year you will have lost 52 pounds so why not enjoy weight loss why not do it in a way that is sustainable why is there the need or thought to for dieting or for weight loss that you have to suffer in some way to get results this simply isn't true yes you might have to perhaps have less frequent nights out on the town okay but you can still go out you can still enjoy yourself you don't have to say right for the next three months no bread no sugar no nights out like <laughs> for most people that's going to be incredibly challenging not having any social interaction not enjoying any food just for the sake of the pleasure of enjoying it um and it's just for a lot of people it just leads to unhappiness and then they stop doing it but they still really want the results so they kind of do it and they get into this place where they're kind of dieting not really doing it not adhering to it not being compliant with it but their mind still says well I'm kind of making this effort and this I did this and it's not really working for me when they're not actually committed to it at all because they're trying to restrict all of these things and it just leads to a horrible cycle and it makes the process much 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 longer so let's try and get smart if weight loss was the only if weight loss was only about hunger then we would all just stop eating when we were full um, and it's not that is it we know that there are many other elements that come into um the process of weight loss and it doesn't have to be a difficult um, process if you just allow yourself to let the process take as long as it needs to so what can we do some of the things some of the things that we we can do to help us with this process number one I always say this plan your week what meals will you have plan your exercise when can you do your exercise Look at the schedule for the week. When can you do it? Is there absolutely no time that you can do it? Is doing it going to make your week harder, more stressful? You just simply can't do it. Okay, focus on the plan for the nutrition. Can you do it? Are you scheduling out time that's really long for watching programs and TVs and things like this like can you rework your schedule to change some of the daily habits that you're currently doing like really look at that and say you know this is going to benefit me it might be difficult in the beginning but can I fit it in um, are you active when are you active when can you walk or how can you move more so you don't have to say okay I'm going to get up at 5 30 so I can go for a half an hour walk you might say that but you might also say, do you know what, when I'm at work today, I'm actually going to take a, a lap around. I'm going to go up the stairs, walk around, get a glass of water and come back down to my desk. Or, you know, while I'm at home today, I'm going to make sure that I'm more active um, as I'm in, in the house. When I'm on the phone, I'm going to walk and talk and just these sorts of things. Just trying to get our activity levels up. Um, and also we want to be, be accountable 
This is also quite important. So, you know, checking in with yourself from week to week when you're writing that plan, like what went well the week before, what didn't go well. Check in with your coach. If you're working with a coach, check in, use that, use that service, use what you're paying for if you're working with someone. Often over the time that I've been coaching, clients will not check in when they're not having a great week because they want to perhaps, they feel it's not worth it, they feel there's no benefit to it, or they feel they have nothing positive to say, and check-ins are only about saying positive things. Check-ins are definitely not only about saying positive things, check-ins are about being completely honest with yourself, how your week was, recognising the things that you want to improve, recognising your weaknesses, and saying, do you know what, I'm going to do this, this and this to change that, or coach, what can I do to change this situation that I feel that I can't change? Because usually your coach will be able to offer something that you can change. So check-ins are not just about saying, hey, da-da, had an amazing week, everything's so fabulous. Check-ins are about actually looking at what you can improve. It's a self-assessment. And then make sure that you are, you know, taking measurements, taking pictures, weighing yourself. Instead of just saying, oh, it's not working for me, I still look like this, I still did this, I still feel like this, I haven't done this. People very often come at you saying, well, I've, I've done everything right, I've been exercising, I've been doing my steps, I've been staying with my nutrition, my scale hasn't changed. Well, have you done any measurements? Have you measured your circumference of your waist and your hips and your chest? Maybe there's been a change there. Um, have you taken a photo of yourself um, front side and back for your records? These are all valuable tools that help with this whole process. And you know, I say it all the time have you taken your pictures, measurements, um, weighed yourself? You know, all of these things that I've just mentioned now, try doing them all and see what happens. Um, don't just listen and go, oh, I can't be bothered to sit down and write a few meals out. Oh, I can't be bothered to find a tape measure. Oh, I don't want to jump on the scale. You know, whatever it is, just give things a go and see if they work for you. Um, so hopefully you've listened to this and it may encourage you to sit down and write a plan. It may encourage you to get your phone out and take your pictures and just to get everything done. I guarantee that if you do all of those things, just to get yourself off on, on, a, on a good foot, you will feel really really good that you have just done something to get started and then just keep doing those things um if you've listened to this and perhaps disregarded some of the advice why like perhaps um it's something that you want to ask me more questions about some things that maybe you agree or don't agree with and i would love to hear from you and um, have a great week i'm going to jump off i didn't expect this to be so long and um yeah please reach out and ask me any questions if you have them and I look forward to speaking to you soon.